Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I have a guest on here for the second time because you loved her so much the first time. I have Brooke Rosmanowski on here. She is not only a good friend of mine, but she is also a nutrition coach in the industry. She is a trainer, an entrepreneur. She just launched her own podcast called Power of a Woman. Um, Brooke, thank you so much for being back on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm chatting with a friend, so that's I know. (laughs) I know. It really is. Um, So for anybody that didn't listen to the first episode to have you on, we're obviously going to be diving into something different on this episode, but tell everybody, tell all the listeners about you. Yeah. We could go in a lot of directions with this story, but we'll keep it short and sweet. So I actually became, um, well, now a functional nutritionist going through a different program, but I started to dive into this realm of the fitness industry after personal experiences. I went through a trauma for myself about eight years ago. I lost my dad in a pretty horrifying way. And it was very short term when we found out the things that I saw, I didn't realize that I had been suffering from PTSD from it until about this past year. And I, through that time, felt my body go haywire. I felt the significant impacts of trauma on my body, despite how good my workouts are, despite how good my nutrition was, despite how much I was prioritizing water and sleep, I was gaining weight and my body just felt like it wasn't me. It just felt completely out of my control. And I really started to feel the impacts of what trauma and stress and things can do to your body and how it manifests and impacts you. And it really led me down more of the wellness path with my coaching and and how I support women in truly understanding how your body functions and how those things can play a role. And it's really led me to a position where I don't just talk about nutrition with women. I don't just talk about, you know, your workouts, but I talk more about what are the hormonal impacts of the things that you're doing. And I don't care about what the number on the scale says if you don't feel good in your skin. It's more about how are the things that you're doing, the things that you've dealt with in your life, impacting how you're feeling day to day, not just physically, but mentally too. Yeah, I, I love that. And if in, in Brooke's first episode that we did, I think her and I both come from a very 
diet culture, when we first started coaching, we came from more of a diet culture aspect with like calories and workouts and focusing a lot on aesthetic things and physical things. And now we've realized that it's so much deeper than that. And the conversations we have with each other and with our clients are so much deeper. We talk about past conditioning and trauma, stress, hormones, all these things, how they can, how they can affect the body. And we, I don't know, this episode, we probably won't cover as much in depth on, on how they affect the body, because I really wanted this to be a follow-up episode from, I did an episode on trauma and how trauma affects your, how trauma affects your body, how to take care of yourself through trauma. And it was one of my top downloaded podcasts. And so many of you asked for follow-up episodes off of that because it resonated so much with you. And I think it's something that not enough coaches are speaking about. And especially not enough coaches are speaking about personal experiences. So I really wanted to bring Brooke on here to talk about a different aspect of trauma on how to support your friends through trauma, how to support your family, how to be a better ally for women in your life, because Brooke was that for me. And so not only am I dealing with with Brooke, who is just like insanely educated when it comes to taking care of your body through trauma, but she specifically was by my side through so much trauma in my life when it came to going through my divorce, trying to find myself after my divorce, and then getting into a very emotionally abusive relationship that Brooke was there for so much of that, including some really scary, crazy nights and things that happened. And the way she supported me was so different from other women and other friends in my life. And I think that's why I wanted to bring her on the most. What do you, like, Brooke, how do you approach trauma with friends and with clients? Because you really do have a very compassionate approach. So I want you to explain that. I think I'm more compassionate because I've been through it. I've been there. I know what what it feels like. You know, before my dad passed, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. So I know... I didn't think I was in an emotionally abusive relationship until I left the relationship and I felt the impacts of what it was doing to me. And then I got into a real good relationship and I was like, oh, wow, this is how we're supposed to be treated. And yeah, I know (laughs) it was supposed to be nice to me. Um, You know, the thing you have to keep in mind is not everyone deals with everything the same way. I think you have to really know your friend too, and not project how you would want something handled for yourself onto how that person might want something handled. I know you and I handle things differently, right? Like if I'm going through something, I prefer to be left alone, but I want to be, I want to know that people are there. I want to know like the, Hey, just want you to know I'm thinking of you. When my dad passed, like my good girlfriends dropped off a gift basket on my front door and didn't ask to come in or anything. It was just the little gestures of just letting someone know, I know you might want some space or some distance right now, but I'm here. And I just want you to know that whenever you're ready for anything, I'm here for you. Sometimes I think we want to know like what happened and what's going on. And sometimes people aren't ready to talk about that. You need to give people that space to, to truly be able to just kind of like work through their own thing and, and also not judge right? Like when you were going through things in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, Katie, would you just stop? Right. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I know what, I know what space she's in. I've been there. And it's really hard when you're in that space to just think logically out of something, right? Or you're to see yourself out of that because you're the emotional one in that space. And you're talking to somebody who has an unemotional approach to that because they're not in that relationship. So you have to say, You can't think like, well, if I was in those shoes, this is what I would do because you don't know what you would do. You're not in that person's shoes. You're not in that scenario. And you have to kind of draw a line of like, at the end of the day, this isn't my life. This is theirs. 
I can want the best for them. I can care for them and I can be here as a support for them, but they have to make these choices for themselves. And I can be here to be that guide, but I can't do this for them. Yeah. And I, I think that's what stuck out to me the most is that you didn't criticize, you didn't shame, you probably judged outside of it, but you didn't let me know you were judging because when, especially when you're going, I mean, in my scenario, it was emotional abuse. Like I'm judging myself, right? I'm shaming myself. I'm not proud of what I'm going through. I don't know how to handle it from the outside looking in. I mean, every single person was like, are you kidding, Katie? What are you thinking? Like if you were to just see this scenario outside looking in, but you're right, you don't have an emotional attachment to it. So it's very different. And I think it's, the best way I can relate it to is going to be like, you know, your diets or weight loss. You can't shame yourself into all of a sudden feeling amazing. Just like friends can't shame you like through helping you through trauma. Like you're just going to all of a sudden understand it and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. What am I thinking? Yeah. You have to understand, right? Like any frustration, if somebody else is going through it is because you love that person and you want the best for them. Right. So like any of my like frustration or anything like, and I would joke with you sometimes too. Right. And say something, but like, it's more out of a, like, I know that there's so much better for you out there. Right. I know you deserve so much better than this. Why are you letting yourself accept this? Right. And it's easy for me to say that because I'm not you. And somebody was probably thinking the same thing about me when I was in a really shitty relationship before too. And now I could portray back to like, wow, I felt how she's feeling right now. And that's what other people were thinking there. And I wish when I was in that relationship, someone just kept an open door for me because I felt like when I was in that relationship, I wanted people to talk to, but I didn't know who to talk to. And I was embarrassed of what arguments would turn out like with him. And I didn't know if that was normal or not. And I didn't want to go talk to anybody about it because I felt like it was me. And I felt like I was going to be judged. And I just wish that there was someone to just hold that open space, not judge and say, Hey, I love you. You deserve better than this, but I'm here when you're ready to make that choice. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is truly what you did because it, there, it was embarrassing what I accepted as a woman and how I was treated. I mean, you saw it firsthand. Brooke went through, had to listen and watch. I mean, there were times where I stayed at Brooke's house because situations got out of control and got dangerous. And it's to the point where you had to watch me go through just the absolute worst and then accept this person back into my life, which Mm -hmm. is, it is, it's, it's, for me, it's embarrassing. And there were times where I completely closed off and I completely shut down and you knew it. And you showed up at my house with chocolate from Whole Foods and you were like, all right, talk to me. Do you just want me to listen? And I think that was one of the biggest questions that I think, I'm not even sure how you phrased it. And you've asked me this a couple of times and it's really shifted the way that I approach things with other women is, do you just want me to listen or do you want advice? Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes, and knowing my nature, I like to be the one to give advice and I mean, I think I could never do wrong, right? I, I'm always right about everything. So why wouldn't I tell you what you need to do? My husband is probably like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, it's my nature. So you have to take a step back to be like, okay, she probably doesn't want to hear advice right now. Like it's probably not helping. And so sometimes, and I, sometimes people are just venting. 
Sometimes people know the answer. They just need to get it out and be reconfirmed that they're not wrong and they're not crazy. Sometimes people know what they need to do. And actually, sometimes your advice can be wrong, right? Like sometimes I have to accept it myself. Like what I might advise is probably not the best sometimes. So I think you really have to just ask someone. And I think that's a good question for the person in it too, because they don't always know what they need. So it's a good thing to just ask, like, do you just want me to be a listening ear or do you want me to help guide you in this situation and give some advice? Yeah. And I, I just think that's such a power, like, even when you say it now, I get chills because it's such a powerful question that we don't ever set those boundaries or respect boundaries. We just assume that people always want to hear, hear the advice and want help. And sometimes it's the least helpful thing because we just need somebody to listen and somebody to say, Hey, I understand. And I'm here for you. Yeah. I think as women too, we always, it's like, well, I'm done with her because she's not listening to this or she's still doing this and and that. Like, you have to think like, if that's what your friendship is based on, then wow, like you're not going to have a lot of like deep friendships with people if you're always writing someone off the second that they're not living the way that you would choose to do something. Um, It's any relationship. It's not even just friendships. Like, is your marriage just all of a sudden going to divorce because your husband made one mistake, right? Like it's, we all just have to accept that like people are going to be human and people are going to make human mistakes and human judgments. And they might even repeat them. Sometimes I've repeated things. So I think you just have to ask yourself like, okay, are you perfect first? And if you're not like, what is, what is that person putting up with from you too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things that just going through the last five years for me, because I would say, you know, my twenties were the easier years of my life, the more naive years, but the thirties have been the best years because I've really transitioned into who I am and how I show up for myself and how I show up for other people. And in my twenties, I wasn't even aware of that or intentional about any of that. And I think going through the last five years has made me so much of a better friend and so much less judgmental and more understanding because in my twenties, in these situations, I may have been like, oh, I can't believe that person is doing it. Like if I had another friend in my life that was going through what I was going through, I probably would have cut her off in my twenties. Yeah. And I would have been like, can you believe it? Like if you're going to talk to him, I'm not going to talk to you. Cause it was about me then yeah. where now this has like opened up this whole door of like compassion and, and not judging other women. Right. And, and I think that's a good point too, right? There's, and there's a boundary right there. You can, I don't think you have to cut somebody out of your life, but if you have someone who keeps repeating the same thing over and over again, right. And it's bringing, (laughs) no, not you, but like to a more dramatic state. Right. But like, but it's bringing things into your life and it's bringing drama into your life. Then I think it's okay to set a boundary and say like, Hey, I am absolutely here for you. I love you. I care for you. I want what's best for you, but I can't have that brought into my life. Right. I can't have that. If that's, if this is what you're going to choose, just know that I am always an open door for you, but I can't be a part of that. I think that's an okay thing to say to someone. And if they get upset with you for that, like that's on them. But I think you always need to hold that open space, just writing somebody off. They might really need you and they just might be struggling and they might need to make a couple stupid choices for a little while to like learn on their own. And sometimes people have to. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love that you said, like set a boundary. And I think boundaries is something that I've had to learn so much in the last really five years. What is your advice for maybe having toxic friends in your life that aren't supportive 
or toxic friends that are constantly, you know, sucking the energy out of you, or maybe you go through trauma and they really weren't there for you in any single way. And you realize that maybe this friendship isn't aligning with my life. Like where, where do you take that? It kind of sucks when you're in that space, right? It's really not, it's not an easy space to be in because it's kind of grief in some way, you know, you're, you're kind of accepting that you're having to like end a relationship a little bit. And and I've ended relationships in my life before where, you know, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that like, I don't want to be friends with you. It's just that like our lives are not in the same direction and I need to separate myself from what you're doing. And if you ever want to like, you know, come around and have a conversation, we can have a conversation. But I think that maybe is a conversation you need to have. And it's not a comfortable conversation to have, but you need to respect yourself enough to have that conversation, whether it's uncomfortable or not. And you need to know that whatever somebody else's response is to that has everything to do with them and nothing to do with what you're doing. It might be that they're upset because they're going to realize that you were holding so much for them and now they don't have you to do that or whatever it is. And then you also have to let yourself go through the grief process because it is grief. Grief just isn't when you just lose someone in your life like they pass away. Grief is also when someone is no longer a part of your life and they've been a part of like a day-to-day function, or, you know, they've been a huge portion of the things that you do or who you talk to every day. And if they're no longer a part of that, that's grief too. And you have to just accept that you're not going to just maybe not be friends with someone anymore and not feel the impacts of that, but you need to make maybe a harder short-term choice for what could be a longer-term benefit for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Those are, those are the hardest conversations to have, I think, are the people that are closest to you when you have to set those boundaries with friends. And, and it is a grief. You, it's somebody that has taken up space and memories in your life that you have to set boundaries with because your lives are no longer aligning. And it doesn't mean that they might, for some of us, it might never. It doesn't mean it's never going to again. Just for right now, it's not a healthy space. And I think especially going through trauma, respecting your own boundaries is the most important thing you can do. I think you have to just, it's a vulnerability, right? Cause you're going to have to admit that whether the, what the person did was good or not, they hurt you. And that's the hardest thing is a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable and admit that they were hurt. And I think that's the biggest thing is you just, you really have to allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable and go through that process and feeling uncomfortable isn't a bad thing. I think we sometimes think that like, oh my gosh, I feel uncomfortable. I I need to escape this and get out of this as soon as I can. I don't want to feel this way. I think when you let yourself move through those feelings, that's when you can start to really get to know yourself better, but maybe come out on the other side where you're wanting to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I think that again, there's also like, it's just being open-minded about things as well and not closed off. I mean, it comes like, Brooke and I probably couldn't be more opposite with, you know what I mean? We're just, we, we think opposite. We do things opposite and we're also at different points in our life. You know, Brooke, Brooke and I became really close when I was going through my divorce and trying to figure out myself and in relationships and she's in a marriage having kids. I mean, it's just two totally different aspects, but that's really why I want to have had you wanted to have you on is because we've been able to have hard conversations We've yeah. been able to work through things that maybe we didn't see the same on or agree on, but still have this like massive respect for each other where we can have this friendship. And I think that's so, I think that's so important. And I want like, where, where do you lie with like just really accepting people for who they are? 
I think when you learn that your way is not always the right way, like you can learn to accept that, like maybe somebody else's point of view is coming from the way that they were raised and what they've been exposed to and the upbringing that they've had and the environments that they've been in and the things that have happened to them in their life. I think as soon as you understand that, like, that's where your conditioning and your opinions and the things that you believe in or don't believe in come from, you can accept that, like, not everyone has been raised in the same family in the same environment and had the same traumas and things that I've had in my life. And they might have a differing opinion because of the things that they've experienced in their life. And I mean, I think it's like a perfect time to have the conversation too, right? Like in the state of the world, if people would just be so much more open to conversation and just listening to each other and just understanding that, you know what? I think we all at the root of it want the best. I think we all truly want the best. We just have different ways of going about it. And I think a lot of people make choices out of fears, out of fears for their kids, out of fears for themselves, fears for their future, whatever it is. And I think if we truly accept that like people really want the best and are making those choices out of their own fears and their own things. And if we could come with compassion to any of those conversations, it's you're more able to accept and see that other people want the same as you. They just are going about it a different way. 100%. I think that's the best way that you could say it is that like being open to conversation is the most important thing you can do. Being open to just hearing people out, making them feel heard, making them feel seen. And you can make a decision either way, but the problem is we don't even, we're not even open to that. We're so closed off to that. We're so quick to judge and to snip at others and to do all of these things instead of just take a moment to like be compassionate and not be judgmental and hear somebody out. And you're right. It's how we grew up. It's our entire life. It's what we've known. We all grew up so different. So we're going to handle things different. We're going to have different beliefs and different things that we do. But the more we cut people off because of that, instead of accept people because of that, we're just really closing ourselves off from, I think, having these wonderful relationships and friendships that can truly blossom into something. And you can have these deep connections with people. We just don't ever allow it to go there. I think if the biggest question I've tried to ask myself lately, and I'm not always perfect at this, is like, does this really impact my life, right? Like, does that person's choices really impact my life in any way, shape, or form? And if it doesn't, I don't care. I don't care what you choose yeah. for yourself. Like, that's fine. If that makes you happy, you go for it. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Um, if it impacts my life, then I might have an opinion, right? Or I might ask for like a boundary of respect on that. But I think you really have to ask yourself that. And 90% of the time, it's really not impacting you in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I saw a reel. It made me smile because I saw a reel yesterday of a guy and he was like, are we still letting people that don't pay our bills impact our life? Like, are we still letting them affect us every day? Like some random person on the internet or friend, you know, like yeah. that, don't, that, that aren't in our space, that aren't paying our bills impact our energy every single day. Yeah. I like, I mean, we all get it, especially on social media, like the people who have something to say about it. And I mean, I'd be lying to say that it doesn't bother me for a second or like irk me a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I mean, I know I'm a good person. You're not paying my bills or living in my house. So I don't really care what your opinion is. Cause I'm not asking you to do this. This is what I'm choosing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really think as a friend, I've seen you go through a transition, not only for me personally being there for me, but just with other women in general, where you have sort of become this like ally for women and, and really supporting other women. I mean, your podcast name is called The Power of a Woman. And so I think my biggest question for you is how do you think we can support each other better? How do you think we can be there for each other more? Yeah. 
I think I went through that transition too. When I really started to like ask myself, like, why are you even doing what you're doing? Like, why, why is this so important to you? Um, and I was having this conversation with my coach and I was like, honestly, through all the different things that I've been through in my life, I really just wish that someone told me how powerful I was. And I wish that someone told me like how capable I was and how much I could do. And no one told me that. And I was constantly in this place of like, well, comparison or judgment of yourself or whatever it is. And, um, I was never looking at like, well, wait a minute. Like I have my own power. This is what I'm capable of. And this is what I can do. And I think if we all like came together to see more of, wow, she's really powerful in that aspect. And then this is what I can add to it. And if we all added to each other more and understood that like women actually are like, your body is incredibly smart. Your mind is incredibly smart. Um, and stopped tearing our own selves apart. It would help us to be able to be open to deeper relationships with other women, which I think we've all probably been through. I call it like the middle school trauma with girls. We're like, oh, girls gosh, are awful to each other. Yeah. yeah. And I think we all kind of like go through that. And I think it took my own little of like, well, why am I so like uncomfortable around other groups of women? And it's more of like, well, I was judged for so long growing up. Right. And girls are so mean to each other sometimes. And I think it took a lot of just like, well, what, what do I care if they judge me? What do I care if you have an issue? Right. If, as long as you're confident in yourself and, and know how powerful you are in your own body, then I think that really helps you to like kind of break that down a little bit. Yeah. It's, I think that's the best way to put it is like, look, we all want to win, right? You want to be successful. I want to be successful. I want to win, but I want to see you win too. And that's a really cool place to be coming from, but that starts with a relationship with yourself. Yeah. Instead of coming from a place of comparison and competition, it's like, we are, we are women in this together. We are not competing. We build each other up. We lift each other up. Yeah. I think if you're in it for the right reasons, right. You need to ask yourself like, well, why are you doing this? Are you only, and it depends on what you're doing. Right. But let's say it's in business. Are you, are you only doing this to make money? Well, then you're going to always live in that comparison competition game. But if you're really doing this to help people, then why doesn't somebody else who's helping someone benefit you? Right. Cause the more people that you can all help together, the more, that the world or women in general can go in the direction that you want it to go. So why wouldn't you want more people having that same conversation? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want more people having that happiness, being fulfilled, like yeah. feeling joy, living at these higher vibration states. It's like, we're meant to, to bring each other up like that. And I've really seen that transition um, with you in this industry. I know with me personally, because I think it takes other women in your life showing you things too. Yeah. Like, Hey, it doesn't have to be like this. It can be, like it can be opposite. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is like my public thank you to you for just being like such (laughs) a good friend. I mean, you were really there through me for me through so much in the least judgmental and most compassionate way possible. And I wanted to have you on to talk about it. And I think that this episode is going to really change, shift the perspective on how we are approaching trauma with our friends and the place that we're coming from and how to be a better ally for women. And Um, I just appreciate you so much for coming on and I want everybody to be following you and listening to your podcast too. So let everybody know where they can find you. Social media. I'm still probably on there way more than I should be. Um, My Instagram addiction. (laughs) Yeah. My Instagram is Brooke Razzie. um, And then my podcast is the power of a woman. So those are probably the two best places to find me. Yes, yes, yes. And then tell everybody about like your coaching programs, what you're offering right now. 
Yeah. Um, I have two coaches that work for me. Um, we work as a team together and our mission is really to just help women change the narrative on how they approach their body, their health and their life. Um, cause they all go in conjunction with each other. So we take a complete body approach. Um, we assess your nutrition, your movement and your lifestyle factors, but we also, if necessary, can assess hormones and gut health and how those things are impacting you and, and helps to support your body into healing. So you really can feel your best inside and out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. All of Brooke's info will be in the show notes. So make sure you follow her, check her out, listen to her podcast. Thanks so much, Brooke, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like this podcast, leave me a review and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it. If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out what's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website. That's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me and keep being you.